This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. Joel chapter 2, verses 23 and 24. He says, Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he has given you the former rain faithfully, and he will cause the rain to come down for you, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. The threshing floors shall be full of wheat, and the vats shall overflow with new wine and oil. Be glad, be glad, you children of Zion. And there he was talking in a futuristic sense. He was saying that he will cause the rain to come down and the formal and the latter rain and then the threshing floor shall be full of wheat and the vats shall overflow with new wine and oil. And yet he says, even before you see it, be glad. The bedrock of the farmer's success is in the sense of anticipation and strong expectation that when the rain falls, harvest will follow. And that also should be the foundation for the believer's confidence that it will break through. That once God has spoken, we believe that it will come to pass. And how do we know that you believe what God has said? Start rejoicing. It's the only way. Many of us, we say, I'm cautiously optimistic. That's not scripture. God has spoken once. Twice I believed that power belongs to God. And so it is expected of us, brethren, especially on this Thanksgiving Sunday, there are many celebrations around, that once you hear God say something to you, go immediately into gladness, rejoicing, Thanksgiving mode. That is the way the Lord has designed it to be. And anything short of that, we fall short of how God wants us to deal with this precious word that he sends unto us. Jesus Christ, our Lord, was very adept in doing this. Anytime he goes, in fact, go and read all the Lord's prayers. I'm not talking just of the one in Luke chapter 6, verses 1 to around verse 7. I'm not talking about, you know, the one that is given as a prototype, but every prayer. John chapter 13, go and read it. Read it. John chapter 17, go and read the Lord's prayer there, the prayer I pray there. You will find out something about the Lord. That he never asks for anything in the direct sense. He starts eulogizing his heavenly father. He said, Father, the glory that I have for you with you in the beginning, the same glory I want to shout to this one, because you have given me. He starts from the position of having, not position of not having. And I pray that that will change in our ways. When I started pondering on this, I said the best of the things I got from the Lord they are not the things that I got under the guise of being fearful and unsure. I just received it. I was not sure how it will come and when it will come, but there was a joy in my heart. My prayer for you is that that joy will flood our heart today. And there will be an expression of it in the way we shall worship him and give thanks to him. That's why this message, I will try as much as possible to make it very short so that we can go into the period and season of thanksgiving. In John chapter 11, verses 41 and 42. John chapter 11, 41 and 42. Then they took away the stone from where 
the place, the dead man, and he was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, what? Father, I, Father, I thank you. And when you go to Luke chapter 10, verse 21, he kept saying, in that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for you have kept this away from those that are learned. Jesus, the Son of God, was full of thanks. May we be full of thanks. May we not look at the situation. May we constantly thank him. Even on the cross, just when he was going there, he kept praying in the garden of Gethsemane. He said, Father, if it be your will, let this thing pass over me. He was not mourning, he was not complaining. He was just thankful unto God that my whole life I've given unto you and it's worth giving unto you. Matthew chapter 15 verse 36. When they brought bread unto him to be broken and he took the seven loaves and the fish and gave thanks, broke them and gave them to his disciples. Thanksgiving was an absolute aspect of our Lord's life. May he be our own lifestyle as well. But let me just use 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41, and we just look at that verse. Take three points from there quickly, and we start praising the Lord. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41, and it's a well-known story to you and to you. You know, it's a story about heavens opening up. Hallelujah. Your heavens will open. Your heavens have opened. And the rain will fall in the name of the Lord Jesus. He says, then Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat, and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of. Then Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat, and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. Or was it, then Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat, and drink, for the rain is falling. Is that what he says? For the rain has fallen. Is that what it says? There is the sound of. And you know that story very well. The man, after he has heard the sound of abundance of rain, he still took him some time for the rain to fall. And yet he had the confidence to tell the king, go and eat and end your fast. That some of you, by the Spirit of the Lord, I need to tell you, you don't need to fast over that matter anymore. The Lord says it's about to eat and drink over that matter. Oh, will you still have to fast for other thing? We will. But for that matter, no more fasting. The Lord has done it. The Lord has settled it. And it's absolutely nothing but unbelief for you to keep pressing and pestering the Lord over that matter. Enter into the rest the Lord has given you. So that's what the man of God was telling Ahab. He said, man of God, your eyes have seen. You've been troubled. The whole nation have looked up unto you. In fact, people were eating their children. They came unto you, and you were so pain in your heart. And you said, where should I get bread? And now God has said, there will be abundance in the land. Three quick points from the verse of scripture that you have just read. Number one, the drumbeat of success is better than the siren of disaster. <laughs> May you hear the drumbeat of success. The drum beat of success is better than the shout and the siren or whatever thing they use to bring disaster. Many people, they always want to hear stories that will warn them. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear stories that will tell me my future is glorious. 
And that's what the Lord is saying. The season we are entering into, as we are ending this first year, first half of this year, that shall be the sign of our lives in the name of Jesus. The drumbeat of success is what we hear. In Isaiah chapter 52, verse 7, the scripture was very clear. Isaiah 52, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings, who proclaims peace. May God make you a bringer of good news. Uh, some people, they, uh, one of the toughest things for me, and fortunately, the ministry God has given one as a pastor, there will be moments in which you need to pass some messages to some people that are not very complimentary, but that's the hardest for me. I love good news. You know, uh, and uh, somebody phoned me yesterday, one of our sisters phoned me yesterday. He said, uh, good afternoon, sir. I said, good afternoon, man. I said, pastor, I've got good news for you. I said, please, keep, keep talking. And she gave me the good news. Uh, the plan of God for us is that our ears shall hear good. No sorrow, no pain, no things that are not complimentary. But you only get what you appreciate from God. If any time you hear a good news, when you hear that there shall be abundance of rain and you begin to rejoice, you can be sure God will send other words unto you. Uh, some people have grown up in a system where people are averse to good news. Averse to good news. They said the kingdom of God is about we should squeeze our face. We should make sure that we weep on our way to heaven. I didn't find that in the scripture. What I found in the scripture is that joy. He said the kingdom of God is not in meat and in drink, but in joy. And uh, it's in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. May we experience joy. In Proverbs 25, verse 25. Let's just take that one. Proverbs 25, verse 25. Read that one together with me. As cold water to a weary soul, so is. As cold water to a weary soul, so is good news to you. And the good news will come from a far country. And even from near you as well in the name of the Lord. Number two point very quickly because of our time. A glad, confident heart makes for a strong prevailing hand. This is the one that is the answer to those who think that everything should be tight, you know, if you are not creating an atmosphere of tension, you won't perform your best, you know, if things are not hard. Today, all that will change in our lives. Mm. Some people, they live like that. You know, when things are going well at work, they say there must be a catch. I, I, I had a colleague like that. Yeah, I had a colleague like that. Um, if I, his face is just right before me now. I think when we were in part four, he's been passing all his exam. So he said, when that result came out, he, he went to the board. Because the way they do it, that they paste your name on the board. They were not very kind. Because <laughs> they were not very kind people. They were not kind. Mm. So some people would just go, they say, we didn't see your name. <laughs> So before somebody could tell me, the only time ever that, you know, it was such a shake, you know, that I had to receive a paper, my elder brother also happens to be a lecturer there, was my lecturer. So he quickly called me. He said, boy, it has happened though. I said, what? <laughs> I said, before you go to, I didn't bother to go to the board on that day. <laughs> because the problem is that when you get to the board, you are looking at your name, you read one, you read two, you read three, and you didn't see that, then you walk away sad. Ah, no, they shouldn't do that to human beings. Honestly, 
Eh, well, it's the cause. They make sure that they rub your nose on the ground very well. But how this particular person, he went for his result. He was okay, what right? Ah, he said he passed. So we were going back. He told me, he said, you know what? He said, I think there's a catch. That they can't be passing like that. <laughs> I mean, second MB, every exam. No, he said, no, he said, that's a catch. Oh, of course, the final exam, he failed. <laughs> I know, I know. What is my story to you? Never expect disaster. Everyone is falling sick around you. You won't get it. Thank God, our friend, we're not our friend. <laughs> they brought it from somewhere. <laughs> He's packing his load to go now. How many of you, you are constantly expecting, where will you get it? No, you know what I mean. Just as some of you, the Lord sees you, you are testing yourself three times a day. I see you wanted it. I know you are taking precaution. Hallelujah. But the truth of the matter, brethren, is that there is no benefit in expecting evil. There is none. There is no benefit in saying that create an ambience and a situation for yourself that things should be tough, that in that you will prepare better. No, you don't prepare better. A glad, confident heart is actually what makes a person to be strong and to have prevailing hearts. Because in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verses 8 to 10, 1 Samuel chapter 30, verses 8 to 10, you know it very well. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I pursue this troop? After he has wept and wept, and the Bible said he could weep no more, shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, pursue, for you shall surely overtake them, and without fail do what? Recover all. And in verse 9, what did he say? So David went, he, verse 9, so David went, he and 600 men who were with him, and came to the brook Bessor, where they st those stayed who were left behind. And in verse 10, but David pursued, he and 400 men for 200 stayed behind, who were so weary that they could not cross the brook. Despite the fact that this man's troop was caught by one third. He had only two thoughts to go with. The man said, it does not matter, I will still." You know what? He had God say, if you pursue you, you will be victorious. So every prophetic word you have is supposed to garnish strength and confidence in you to go forward. But we don't use it like that, do we? We hear prophetic word, they allow it to flow over our head. We begin to start to make it to work. If he says that heavens will open upon you, begin to rejoice. Receive strength to go forward. And you can be sure that you will. Surely take what the Lord has prepared for you. In Judges chapter 6, very interesting story. You know that man, the man um, Gideon, you know him? Very interesting story. In fact, if you want to know the kindness and the goodness of God, go and read the whole of Gideon's story. He was a very stubborn man. He will not hear a word from God. And if you are like that, don't worry. Gideon did worse than you. And Jesus had not come with grace at that time. Some of you, God has spoken about 50 times. You're still doubting. God will still do it. Oh, yes. Why did I say that? This man doubted about, I counted almost about five times there. God still did it. But Jesus has come, the man of grace. In Judges chapter 6, verses 11 to 16. Let's just read a few verses there. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terrible tree, which was in offer, which belonged to Joy the every side. Let me skip all that. It's a long story. The truth of the matter was that the first contact this man had with the angel, the angel said, go in your strength, thou great man of valor. Did you see that one? 
And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. The man said, Me, mighty man of valor, we are running away from the enemy, hiding. The man said, There is strength in you. May I tell you today, you are primed for success. And you'll be successful. If I had the liberty that I would have wanted in the spirit, I want to, there's a bubbling within me, and I hope I will still have time for that. It need to speak prophetically into some lives here. Because I'm confident in the Lord that what is holding you is nothing but your refusal to start rejoicing before you receive. And that's a change today. That's the only message. Change your start. Start rejoicing before you receive. They may call you crazy, but you go rejoicing. And one more time, on that particular matter, you know yourself. The Lord said, no more fasting. Go and start eating and drinking. And start believing God. The time for many of us is now. Don't delay it anymore. Don't delay it anymore. So this man, Gideon, was told the first time that he was a great man of valor. The man didn't believe it. And then he threw some fleece with God. And the, man, the angel, which essentially is uh, what you call... Theophany, Jesus, God coming ahead of Jesus, coming flesh. He appears to them briefly like angel. Constantly telling, he said, the man said, oh my Lord, you know we are weak. He said, did not the Lord bring us up from there, but now Lord has forsaken us in verse 14. Hear what the angel told him again in verse 14. Next verse, please. Verse 14. Then the Lord turned to him and said, go in this, your, in this what? might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand, constantly. After all that has been said and done, encourage left, right, and center. The man still refused to believe. He was not going. And when you get to chapter 7 of the same place, beginning from verse 9 to 18, it came to a point, he was told that go and start the war. And the Spirit of the Lord gave him a, 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 you know, a way of escape from it. It happened on the same night that the Lord said to him, arise, go down against the camp, for I have delivered it into your hand. And immediately in verse 10, the Lord who sees the heart. What did he say? But if you are afraid to go down, the man has not even said he will go. If you are afraid to go down, go to the camp of the enemy with Pura, your servant. The rest of the story is that the enemy told him that they were afraid of him. Very soon, you will know, you will hear the voice from your enemy's camp that we are afraid of you. Because that broke, the, that eventually did it for him. He said, ah, maybe that's God that is saying that one. Many of us, God will help your faith. Because that which the experts have said cannot happen, God will suddenly give you a window. And the same expert will say, it will happen. Because some of us are waiting for that. The voice of the Lord doesn't seem to sound genuine enough. Sadly so. The voice of the Lord seems to be too where, you know, God always encourages. God sometimes doesn't deal with reality as if there's any reality outside of God. And then when you hear from human beings and from the enemy to say that that thing will happen, then immediately you know the hand of the Lord is upon you. I speak to your life today in the name of Jesus. Your hand will be strengthened. And you will hear good news this week. This very week you hear good news and that good news will be an encouragement for you that a greater and better day is here for you in the name that's above all names. I beg of you, let your heart be glad.
Rejoice in the Lord. Be excited about your situation. Let people call you crazy. Let people say, what is wrong with you? But you know your confidence is in the living God. There's no one who rejoices before God that God will ever throw away. Some of us, we have family relations that you know they are in a very dark and deep place. And the only thing that we turn the situation around is that you start praising God on their behalf. Wait no longer. Number three, finally, then we stand up to start praising God. Those who are most close to God are most useful to men. Because it was Elijah who was close to God that told the king and I said, what? Go and start eating. And that was the beginning of the restoration in the land of Israel in those days. The closer you are to God, the more useful you are to men. Many at times, we spend too much time with human beings in a plan to help them. I'd rather spend five hours with God and spend five minutes with you. And I hope God will help those of us that have kind of ministry, pastoral ministry. Pastoral ministry does not mean you are a pastor. Pastoral ministry, a father in a house is a pastor. A mother is a pastoress, is a pastor as well. So as we go on in life, every one of us, we have a call to shepherd other people. But the challenge we have is that we spend too much time talking to people, too little time talking to God. I, trust me, I've... I've been there, I bought the t-shirts. Is that what they say? Uh -huh. Oh, I wish. And that, that time is coming. That I'll be very scarce. And the reason is that so that I can be more useful. I can be more useful. Many at times we think it's the word of our mouth that makes a difference. I have been there. So when you see your ministers coming, they want to talk, 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 talk. I say, you will soon talk and be tired. <laughs> then you see Daddy Gio, he sees that. I, I mean, the days of talking were gone. Oh, the results are talking were gone. The days of talking, I was there. In 1986, when he canceled me on marriage, in the Chapel Resurrection UI, I sat down there. In those days, after I finished teaching the Revelation, he would sit down there, and I narrated all my convoluted story. If I know, I should not have bothered him because the wife is waiting for me somewhere. Hallelujah. <laughs> but I narrated, narrated, narrated. The elderly man questioned me here. And you won't believe that. The same daddy Gio. After we finished all that, he prayed with me and I left. But now, if you go to him, when you are saying your story, 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 he will say, brother, what exactly is it? And the reason is clear. Because it's not the volume of his word. It's not the volume of your word. God knows your problem already. And so you telling me, if you want people that you want to talk to, we will, we are, we're going to develop counselors. You can talk to them. But if you want prayer, one time, touch and go prayer, and that's where we are going. But there are people who want to listen to you. At this stage, another year, you think I'm getting younger? Another year added a few days ago. No, 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 no time to be using me as a sounding board. <laughs> and it's not pride. I'm telling you, no. I won't be useful to you. But there are some people, I mean, I've had all sorts of people come to me telling me the, the, which may be useful, but it wasn't useful, the condition of the birth of the grandfather. And then we spent almost 15 minutes on that. 
and with intention that this person would tell me how everybody was born right unto himself. And we started with grandfather. Spend time with God. Are you hearing me? For your wife, spend time with God. For your husband, spend time with God. For your children, spend more time with God. Your words will be more accurate. They will be sharper. They will be more beneficial. If you doubt me, I give you, the youngest of you here, I give you another 10 years. You will say, one man told you that. That there is very little leverage to the word of human beings. Uh, I was somewhere not long ago, somebody was asking me, please, I should just talk. I say, it's not about me talking to people. not about me talking to, to somebody for you. It's about me talking to God. Because God is the only one that can change human's heart. I mean, I've cancelled people. Because I had a huge cancelling ministry we still have in the community. Cancelled a couple for two solid years. Once a week. At the end of it, what they said they were going to do in the beginning is what they did. And all they did was to use me to tick box. So that when they're going to do what they're going to say, we've been to cancelling. No, not me anymore. Are you going be so like that? I shouldn't tell you all these deep things. <laughs> the only thing you need to do, learn to pray. Are you listening to me? Oh, God is powerful. God is powerful. I've experienced praying for people in which everything was over. There's no way that's marriage. I gave you the bad one. I give you the good one. There's no way marriage marriage can stay. They wanted me to intervene. I said, no intervention. Suddenly, suddenly, of course, it's from heaven. Started chasing after one another. And the matter resolved. Barely did I speak for one session with them. Simple. All power belongs to God. Including our children as well. Please, I beg of you. Many a times we talked. I put a place for training. But the greatest way to raise a child is through prayer. Have I mentioned that to you before? Uh-huh. The best way to raise a child is through prayer. Ah, parents. All of you are sitting preaching. I see if you are very good while you are young yourself. Some of you are, some of you are, like Sylvester, but some of you are. <laughs> but I was, I was not, I, I, even I, was not in that category. Yeah, I play some pranks. If not for my mother's prayer. Uh, when I was 17 years old, got bereaved of her husband. She was just 56. She became a widow. I didn't have much sympathy for her condition by my behavior. I love her. But if I had sympathy, some of the things I was there, I would not do them. But she prayed. And by the grace of God, the boy didn't add sorrow unto her life. Pray for your children. Because I remember she seldom calls me to chastise me. Like blackmail. Uh, you know, the situation at home now, why are you doing this, son? It just believe me. Pray, pray, pray. Pray for people. But above all, what we are talking about today, get close to God. Are you listening to me? The closer you are to God, the what? Everybody now. I said, the closer you are to God. And the Lord will make you useful in Jesus' name. Nations are going through things at this moment. And we need to all look up to the heavens and pray for those nations. Amen. Jesus Christ, our Lord, used that constantly in Mark chapter 3, verses 13 to 14. 
He made sure that the disciples were very close to him before he could send them. You remember Mark chapter 3? And he chose those who will be with him, and then he could send them. The first condition that they would be with him. Isaiah did not become Isaiah until he got close unto God, and he saw the heavens opened. Apostle John, in 1 John chapter 1, verses 1 to 3, it couldn't be anything in the hand of God because he could then say later on that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen, which we have touched on the word of life, declare we unto you. Nobody can give what they've not received. May the Lord in himself help us and help us greatly. After all, David was useful to Israel because he was a man that was close unto God. In closing, the defeated are first conquered in their minds. This is my writing that. The victorious have long been liberated in their hearts before they go to battle. The, the defeated are first conquered in their minds. The victorious have long been liberated in their hearts before they go to battle. Today, we shall walk in liberty. You will give an uncommon offering of praise unto the Lord. Based on the word that he has given unto you, that the heavens are opened. Amen? Do you believe the heavens are open? Are you sure? Then you will worry no more from today. You will rest in the Lord. You will let the Lord carry you. You will let him be the one who will take all the glory. As long as you are struggling, there's a chance that we share the glory with him. In fact, the bigger the challenge, the more God wants to do it alone by himself. Many at times we want our own little hand there. God doesn't want your hand there. He wants to do it. Can he give you instruction to turn left, to turn right? Of course he can. But more importantly, when he does it, all the glory will belong unto him. But at that start, your only duty is to rejoice in the Lord. Be glad because the rains are coming to fall. And your own ground shall not be desolate in the name of Jesus. Let's rise on our feet and begin to give glory to him. All of us, we can get closer to God, but specifically, maybe you're in the house and you want to make a definite move, a definite step to receive Jesus into your life. It makes all the difference. It's a mystery. People keep thinking that, you know, why do we, you know, ask people to give their life to Christ? It's a mystery. How it happens, I don't know. When you do it, you begin to see an immediate difference in your life. And I pray that nobody will miss out on that today. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're in the house, want me to pray for you? I want to pray for you that you get into that close relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Lift up your hand wherever you are quickly so that I can pray for you. I want to walk with him in a new fashion, in a deeper way as you've never done before. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want all of us to lift up our voices and pray one prayer request now, prayer point right now. And that prayer point will lead you into the next phase. You've got to say, Father, Father, by your spirit, ignite a fire, a fire of thanksgiving, of praise, and of worship today in the name of Jesus. Ignite in my heart, oh God, a fire, a fire of thanksgiving. <clears throat> I thought we begin to pray. I thought we begin to pray because that is going to usher you to do what the Lord wants you to do. 
Ignite in me, O oh God. A fire, a fire, a fire, a fire that will bring me to the position of deep thanksgiving and praise and worship before you. Start something new in my life, O oh God. Start something incredibly glorious in my life. The kind that has never been seen before. Start something new. Start something new. Start something new. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Be glorified, O oh God. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. I thought this room is bigger than this. I said, in Jesus' name, we pray. So before you begin to leverage into the position of thanksgiving and praise, we made this declaration and say, in the name of Jesus, according to the word of God, the heavens over my life is open and shall stay open. And because of that, Father, I give you praise. Because the heaven over my life is open, lift your voices and pray that energetically. And in that praise, begin to say, because the heavens over my life is open, therefore that child will do well. Therefore that, uh, that spouse will do well. Therefore that ministry will progress. Therefore that business. Oh God, I declare your word. The heavens over me is open. And I thank you. And I thank you. I give you honor. I give you praise. Mighty you are, oh God. Glorious you are. Eternal you are. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Unto you be the honor and glory. In Jesus' marvelous name, we have given thanks. Jesus' name, we have given thanks. Your legs, your hand, your eyes, your every part of your body, we give thanks unto the Lord today in the name of the Lord. And from now on, you will be marked out by the level of praise you give, especially in the name of the Lord. Holy Spirit, divine, help us right now. Let your spirit move over this place right now. Anyone and everyone that is chained, lose right now in the name of the Lord. Everyone who is weighed down in their hearts, I command in the name of Jesus, let there be a release for you in the name of the Lord. You will not be held down. You are loose. Permanently loose. Loose to praise the Lord. Loose to step into your destiny. Lose to receive the breakthrough the Lord has planned for you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Your ma you will be a composer of new songs. You will compose new songs for the Lord. Because the joy will overflow from the inside of you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Come and see the Lord is good. That will be one of your songs. Come and see the Lord. There is nothing he cannot do. Come and see the Lord is good. Come and see the Lord. Come and see the Lord is good. Come and see the Lord is good. There is nothing he cannot do. Another day, another day you'll be singing, another day you'll be singing. He has done it for me, oh. He has done for me. He has done it for me. He has done for me. What my father cannot do. He has done for me. What my father cannot do. He has done for me. Oh, 
has done for me. You will say he has done for you. What your pastor could not do. What the government could not do. He has done for me. Hallelujah. We give extended time for us during offering to dance and rejoice before the Lord. They still put, you know, baskets here for anyone that wants to come out because most of us we pay through phones and the rest. Unless you want to drop your phone, which we will not need. <laughs> so we just put basket. But if you want to dance, dance out, amen. It's allowed. Hallelujah. And then we will just have a wonderful jam session before the Lord. Heavens open upon us, we pray. And let praise fill this house. Father, we thank you for your word. It's a new dawn for us. He said, be glad, O daughters of Zion. Be glad, because the former and the latter day shall come the same time. And the Lord shall be glorified. Jesus, mighty name, we pray. Hallelujah. 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 Let's say before we sit down, let's just say, pray for our pastor as well, briefly. Let's pray that the heavens will be open upon him as well. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.